0: Welcome back to the Round Guy Radio. We've got a big, major announcement. We've just gained—we've uh, gained 500 listeners since the playoff started, and we're up to 5,500 listeners. And we're getting a lot of listeners from all across the state, and they're tuning in to hear uh, exactly what I'm about to give you, which is some of the best playoff analysis that that I can possibly give you. And I have two guests on the phone with me. I've got. Jacob Lensendorf of KTVO and Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union. Welcome, to the program guys. Thanks for having us. Well, Jacob, us. Jacob, let's start with you. Uh, give us some of your, you know, what you saw and uh, some of the scores that you brought in uh, from Saturday night's games.
1: Yeah, uh, great, great start uh, to the playoffs here. Um, it was really a not many games that weren't uh, weren't good. To start, so uh, you want to start with the uh, games from uh,
0: from which night? From Saturday night. From Saturday night, those like the one A game. No, I mean uh, this uh, the Tuesday night. I guess it was. Yeah. Okay. Tuesday. Uh,
1: So uh, starting off in in, uh, the games that I went to personally, um, I was in Sigourney for four innings. Uh, so all I needed to see because, uh, that was the final score, 2 0. they great defense. They look sharp. Uh, they didn't really underestimate Wayne, who had a below 500 record, but they looked, uh, ready to play. Uh, in some circumstances, they were a little shaky at times just because the inexperience. But, uh, that was the Bo Schmidt game. Uh, if anyone saw my highlights, he was, uh, pitching a gem, fielding his position well on the mound. And then he, uh, golf got a two-run home run, and that was the difference. As uh, it, That one ended 2-0, so Stigerny beat Wayne 2-0. Uh, and then from Stigerny, I made the uh, quick drive over to Kyoto to catch the end of that one. Tough one there. Uh, didn't see too much of it besides the last uh, a little bit over in an inning plus, but uh, it looked like it was uh, Burlington Notre Dame tonight. You were there, Dave, so you could attest to this, too. They were just smashing the ball uh, from what I saw. Kyoto did get one in the bottom of the six, and I thought maybe it'd be interesting to see uh, what would happen if they held Burlington Notre Dame to nothing in the seventh? But that wasn't the case. And I talked, talked to uh, Coach McCombs after the game. He said it was the uh, toughest game of the of the year for them, the worst one they played. Um, so Burlington Notre Dame will face uh, New London yet next. Uh, I don't know about much of either team specifics for those two, but that should be a good one from what I'm seeing uh, for the record. Um, Moravia, uh, they beat Southeast Warren, uh, 3-2. Moravia faces, uh, Seagrin, that should be a dandy there. Uh, Cardinals, uh, 4-0 to Mid Prairie, uh, team, uh, pitched a shutout, almost a no-hitter as well. And then, uh, Centerville beat EBF 5-2, Davis County beat Pella 1-0. Um, so those are some of the main scores that I, that I have, uh, accumulated and, uh, passed along as well, so.
0: Well, Andy, let me get you in here. You were you were a whole different. You were you saw. Got to see a doubleheader, and you got to see some playoff action. Can you kind of fill in uh, from where where uh, some of the scores that maybe Jacob didn't cover?
2: Yeah, well, I was at the I was at a, um, the two way action in Minneapolis and it was a doubleheader. And uh, Minneapolis was of course the, the top team. In that and the first game was uh, Mid Prairie and Cardinals, and uh, we had two of the better uh, two of the best. Uh, pitchers that we have in in our area and uh, Cardinals uh, Landon Becker and prairie and Carson Grout. Uh, there uh, there were four four runs scored all by Mid prairie. prairie won four nothing, and all of those were unearned runs. So uh, McFerrin scored all the runs on either Cardinal errors or they did a lot of small ball. You know they they would get on with a walker and error and bunt kids over. Um, Grout was able to throw uh, five innings uh, and uh, he uh, didn't give up. Uh, too much while he was up there in fact um, in the the seven innings uh, against him and Colin, Colin Miller, which the last two Cardinals like was only able to get a couple of hits, one from Landon Becker and one from um, Blaine Bryant. Uh, Brooke Harlan had a, had a good game for mid Prairie. He knocked in a a couple of runs, but it was, it was definitely a pitcher's duel and and they both looked good, but grout kind of got the the help that he needed. And um, and then Game 2 was the big upset of the night. Van Buren County is, was playing Mediapolis, and uh, Mediapolis had beaten Van Buren County in a in comeback fashion earlier this year. And uh, Mediapolis had an early 2 nothing lead, and Van Buren County was able to to storm back. Uh, sophomore Tyler Stoltz had three RBIs in, in the comeback, and they led uh, 6-2 at one point, and then 8-4 in the last inning, and uh, Mediapolis came storming back, and um, they had... Cut it to one on a hit out to right field. A runner from third scored in the in the seventh with one out, and then the runner from second was coming around. And uh, Lucas McIntyre, senior, right fielder from Van Buren County, came up and and chucked it in off the bounce and, and got the runner by a few steps at home. And that was huge. And then Jackson Manning, uh, who who relieved uh, Taylor Sprouts in that game, he was able to strand the game tying run on third with a strikeout to to end it. So Indianapolis was was coming on hard. So that was a uh, a huge win for, uh, for Van Buren County. So now those two will be playing
0: on would be Friday, right? Or Saturday. Sorry. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with all the stuff that's going on. Okay. Uh, it sounds like both of you guys got to see some really excellent, uh, ball, uh, as, as it's just been all, all exciting, uh, games overall, uh, through there. Uh, let, let's, uh, let me talk to you again, Jacob. Uh, let me ask you about a few of these, a, and double A themes, and then we'll move on to triple A. But, uh, Davis County is a team uh, that, uh, that you've been talking about and it uh, seems like they've made the first couple through the first couple rounds. Tell me about who they play and uh, how they're going to match up.
1: Yeah. So they, uh, they beat a tough telechristian team that uh, resides in the little Hawkeye conference. Uh, so while their record wasn't amazing at that game, they have faced some very good teams. Uh, so that was going in. Most people knew that wouldn't be a walk in the park. Uh, my, uh, Colleague uh, Kalen was at that one. He was there for that one and the uh, Centerville one. So we got some highlights from that one. But he said uh, it was a heck of a game. Uh, just a big, uh, big pitcher duel school. Justin Messini pitched a whale of a game as a starter. And then Carson Mader, the senior, got his fourth save of the year to end that one. Uh, Dawson Townsend hit a triple in the first inning. Um, so thought it might be a high-scoring game. when He hits that triple and then scores on a wild pitch for the next batter. Uh, but then the two pitchers really settled in. Bennett Bronx pitched the, uh, a gem for the Eagles as well. Uh, but I think the, the experience for the Mustangs in close games in the playoffs they made to state a year ago kind of proved key there. They weren't making that big mistake uh, to kind of let Pella come back into that game. So I caught the tail end of that one on the radio. It sounded like a phenomenal game um, in Davis County is going to be a team to keep your eye on. As I've been mentioning here, and they, they will face uh, Centerville uh, on Saturday at 7 p.m., who uh, upset EBF,
0: actually. All right, Andy, let me ask you about New London. That's uh, in your district a little bit, and they, they seem to be uh, Southeast Iowa's favorite to win a state tournament. Uh, they're going to be playing a, a, a Notre Dame uh, Dykes team that, uh, you know, I can attest to. Uh, they came to play ball. I saw them Saturday and Tuesday, and uh, – looking really good.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a fun little rivalry. Uh, Notre Dame and did seem to match up in about everything. It's a, it's a super conference South division rivalry that um, they've played in, in every sport, basketball every year. It seems like they're in the big one. Baseball, it usually seems like they're in the big one. And um, so Notre Dame has now scored, Oh, geez, about 50 runs over their last, um, in fact, over 50 runs, almost 60 in their last four games. They've won the last four. And, um, of course, two of those wins were against Minneapolis and Kyoto, which have been two of the best teams in the area. Uh, But New London's had their number this year. I beat them 19, to nothing in the first matchup of the year. Uh, Obviously, Notre Dame's playing a lot better now. And then New London won 8-1 in the second game. But New London just has so much, not only on the offensive side of the ball, but uh, they've got a handful of pitchers that are just so dominant. Um, Derek Santiago's been one of the best pitchers in the area. And you could get down to the third or fourth pitcher in, in New London's uh, rotation. And, uh, I mean, Cooper Schulte is, is usually their, their reliever closer. He hasn't allowed a run all year. Um, as I said, Santiago's year is 0.54, and he always draws uh, the big schools. You know, they've they played 4A schools with him on the mound. They've played ranked 1A schools. Uh, and at that first uh, tournament game, they had Santiago Schulte, uh, Josh Catala, who's, who's one of their um, – two and Seth Bailey, who's got a sub-1 ERA, just split the innings. Um, so I don't know if they're going to do that. For, that seems like a pretty good strategy because then everyone can pitch every game. So I don't know if they're going to do that or, or give it to one kid to uh, to go up against them. But they've had some pretty good luck against Notre Dame. But obviously Notre Dame is playing as well as they've played um, all year. And they've got some, some pretty awesome bats obviously and that jackson bretford that's a really good game against Yoda, so uh we'll see what happens
0: well jacob talk to me about moravia and sigurney that seems like a an epic battle waiting to happen
2: yeah
1: moravia took down southeast warren in a, in a close one uh three two the other night the stats from this one obviously um and just kind of been following moravia um well, their scores on the internet haven't made it to their game yet, but only like the stats in White Brock Morton, a sophomore, uh, they had won the bump starting, went four and two thirds, only given up two runs. Then Gay Chains, uh, looks like he shut the door from there, not allowing any more runs. Uh, Matthew Fields and Shane Helmick had two RBIs, uh, had the two RBIs on the base for the Mohawks, and the other was scored on an air, I believe. So just the costly air kind of uh, was the difference between Southeast Warren moving on, to Space Sigourney. Uh, and Moravia, so that one is going to be a dandy. I'm going to see if I can uh, scoot over there quickly for that one or not, have a 10 o'clock show, so that'll be kind of close cutting it, but I will uh, give my best effort to uh, get to that one on Saturday night if I can. Still still up in the air at this point, but uh, either way, whether I'm there or not, it's going, to be, it's going to be a great game, I think, between two
0: phenomenal teams in 1A. Well, Andy, let me ask you about Mid Prairie and Van Buren. What, what, uh, what kind of matchup are we looking at at that?
2: Uh, well, the big thing about
0: that matchup
2: is that they should uh, both have uh, pitching, so they, because there's such a big rest in between the two days. Uh, Mid Prairie obviously a big favorite in that. Um, they've been one of the best teams all year. They're up to number four, I think, in class two way. I was surprised at the seed they got because Mid Prairie's seed is technically, I mean, they're, they were scheduled to play the number one seed in the Miles, which means they were technically a four seed, which is crazy uh, to think about. I actually got that matchup between Mid-Prairie and Cardinal. Uh, Tuesday was a was a game against probably our two more, more under teams. You know, teams that probably deserved a little more respect than that one. But, uh, yeah, Mid-Prairie's the favorite, obviously. They just have uh, a ton of talent. I mean, Beard Pair- County struggled a lot during the regular season there. They're an under-500 team, but um, they've rattled off two in a row. They've scored 24 runs in the last two uh, two games. Um, obviously, upsetting Mediapolis, so maybe they end that little magic going. Maybe they could be kind of the uh, Cinderella team. Uh, but uh, that's oh, also that got moved. Uh, for anyone planning on going to that, it was supposed to be in Mediapolis, and I got moved to Wellman to Mid Prairie's home field. So yeah, oh,
0: well
2: uh, you know, that makes it tougher for Indian County, obviously, because the true road game.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, that makes sense. Uh, so uh, hey, let's let's move on and talk about three A uh, real quick. Andy, why don't you give us some of the three A matchups on the west side that you guys are going to be covering?
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I'll physically be at Fairfield Kiata on uh, whether it's this Friday. I get my softball and baseball uh, <laughs> days mixed up until the until the day comes. But um, our three three A teams that we cover for the Union are Fairfield, Mount Pleasant, and Washington, um, and we see a lot of the other South Southeast Conference teams, but. Fairfield-Keefec will will play at Fairfield Middle School. Uh, That's the 4-5 with the winner uh, playing either Assumption or Washington. And, of course, Washington would need to play their, you know, play out of their minds to to beat Assumption. Assumption's the one seed. They're favored. They go up, you know, and they get at least a sub-state final almost every year. Um, It'll be interesting to see who... Fairfield throws against Keokuk. Fairfield has actually won the last three against Keokuk. Uh, the Chiefs took the first one over him. Uh, but they've uh, two of those last three games, Fairfield has held Keokuk to one run. And, and Keokuk scored a lot more this year against other teams than they had last year. So um, we'll see. Obviously, Nate Smithberg's a, a pretty darn good arm for Fairfield. But you wonder if they'll save him. Um, Tate Allen and Connor Lyons have both been really strong this year, too. So uh, I think uh, Lyons was uh, pitched against Keokuk. One of the times that they were able to uh, shut them down and then Pittsburgh actually struck out 11 uh, during a start against Kia this year. So, and then, um, so, you know, Fairfield wins that. They have the potential to play either Assumption or Washington. And on the other side, we've got Mount Pleasant running up to Marion. And Mount Pleasant's playing okay lately. They almost knocked off foray that Dork the other day. They took one at Fairfield um, and they're, they've been scoring a lot more. But you know, obviously Marion's going to be a tough team, and you never know who they're going to if they're going to throw their top guy against Mount Pleasant. And the the winner of that will play Fort Madison or Oslo, which is also um, going to be taking place on um, on Friday night. I, do I keep calling Friday night Saturday? Yeah, Friday night. I'm right. <laughs> On the April Friday. That's in Fort Madison. So all those games are at seven a. Uh, oh, sorry, three of those games are at seven o'clock. The, the game, the Assumption Washington game was at North Scott High School, and that's at five. That's the only game that's uh, a goofy time there. But um, yeah, I mean, I expect you know Fairfield the only one of our teams that's favored, and Washington and Mount Pleasant have to really get, to, get their uh, themselves moving if they want to pull up upsets up north.
0: Well, Jacob, can you run through the three A and the four A teams that you're uh, that you guys you guys are going to be covering?
1: Yeah, I'll round out the uh, the bottom of that bracket. There, we cover Ocala a little bit here and there. Um, so they face Fort Madison. They play uh, as uh, Andy mentioned on uh, tomorrow at seven. Ocala enters that one eight and twenty three overall. Um, so pretty big underdogs against the Fort Madison team that's 18-8 coming to that one. Um, and we talked about a little bit last time. Bloodhounds are a solid team. They fell to uh, Davis County, who's also very good. Uh, but it looks like the first ever matchup between these two. Uh, Charlie North, three seventy six uh, for Oski, so he'll have to have a big hand in this one if they want to pull that upset. Uh, along with whoever Oski decides to pitch because Fort Madison can really uh, stick up there at the plate. Oski also not playing their best ball entering the playoffs, Losers of four straight. But as we've seen with some of these teams like Cardinal and Kyoto, like coming into the playoffs, being hot doesn't always mean it's going to be a walk in the park and that you'll be able to get that first win. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's that matchup. Um, Opalusa, uh, pretty big dogs in that one, but they'll play the winner of Marion Mount Pleasant, as mentioned. And then uh, in 4A, Atoma Indianola, uh, Bulldogs 24-15 and 15 on the year, Indianola 23-12. and The so Bulldogs do have one more win than the Indians this year, but the Indians swept them in the regular season in the two games they played. Indianola actually in the same conference as Opelousa, Uh the little Hawkeye, and that's the same one that Christian's in too. So uh, we kind of span over a few different uh, classes there. Um, very solid conference, uh, so Indianola's battle tested for sure. But don't sleep on a because – the key will be in this one, can the Bulldogs score uh, only four and two runs in the two meetings that Indianola took? But Tanner Shark is a guy, uh, the lefty junior on the mound, that can single-handedly keep his team in the game. he get got really good stuff, lots of movement on his pitches. Um, so will we'll be a tumble back to be able to muster runs against an Indianola, Indianola team that's got some some very good prospects, some heavy hitters. Um, So I'm eager to see that final there. Winner plays the winner of Ankeny and Des Moines East, which will more than likely be uh, Ankeny is up there pretty high in the 4A ranking. So uh, that should be a good one in 4A.
0: Well, Andy, you got Burlington, uh, I think, would be the only one over there uh, in 4A. What do you know about Burlington? They've had a heck of a season. Yeah, they do.
2: Well, uh, Burlington, uh, let's see, they joined the Southeast Conference a few years ago. And when they joined, they were on the kind kind of up and up a little bit. For um uh, for baseball, they were young and, and they've gotten a little older, and they dominated the SEC this year. Uh, before Madison was able to get some good games, but uh, they just talent wise, you know, they had they had more than everybody else. So uh, now they are going to go play in the in the four A bracket, and you know, if you remember back to basketball season, uh, they had a really good record, and I think I, I heard a lot of people say, uh, you know, well, they play all three a teams during. During the conference season and you know they won't be as good when they get the tournament then they wound up playing in the state tournament so um they've won uh, well i guess they just technically won two games in a row because Fort madison to take one game from them. otherwise they'd have a double digit win streak right now and they're playing uh Dorf, uh, and they're hosting that door at seven o'clock on friday night they're in class for a Substate 6, by the way, and that Bendor team's the same team that beat Mount Pleasant 6-5 the other night, so they've got one common opponent. Um, I, I usually don't put too much stock in common opponents in baseball unless they're going against the same pitcher, which I don't think they were, but um, Burlington obviously got kids that uh, their their stats kind of just you know, stick out. They've got some kids hitting over 400. Um, Brock Dingler and Alex Fawcett are both super, super good pitchers for them. They're older. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of experience on that team with with how long all those kids have been playing varsity. So this would be the year for them to uh, to make a run. You know, I saw them play against, um, I think, Mount Pleasant and Fairfield. Every single time I've seen Burlington play, they've won. So, uh, of course, we don't cover four Mavs. That's the only team that's able to knock them off. So they're a pretty darn dangerous team. They've just got hitters up and down the lineup, and they've got a few arms which you need in baseball. And so we'll, we'll see how far they can go.
0: Well, Jacob, how can we follow the playoffs through KTVO, through the website, through your Facebook page, and all that?
1: Yeah, we've been uh, trying to do as best possible as uh, getting all the highlights and stuff. Uh, big shout out to the people to Stigourney for uh, circulating the, the highlight video that I put out. I think it's got around two thousand views, which is great. Love to see that stuff getting shared uh, in the community, especially the smaller communities. You know, it means a lot in those smaller communities. So, thank you to that that group of people that were uh, sharing that one there. Uh, but my, uh, Facebook page, I'll post all the highlights, uh, basically immediately after the game, uh, that I get back from on my Facebook at, uh, Jacob Lentendorf, KTVO. then my Twitter as well at KTVO Jacob. And then we also post the, uh, highlights on the website, um, after as well at com under the sports tab. Uh, we typically show the highlights unless it's the weekend, uh, the next day, uh, just due to conflict with scheduling, um. On that, But uh, weekends, we'll show, we'll show highlights uh, at 10 p.m. on that ABC show uh, in that 10, around that 10-20 uh, time in the evening. So, yeah, trying to do our best to keep up on it here uh, with the resources that we have, especially just being me and Iowa here, I'm doing the best I can to try to lift this up and uh, showcase all these great players and teams around here.
0: Well, Andy, what's coming up in the Southeast Iowa Union? I know you guys got your website uh, fired up, and you got your your paper coming out, and you're covering all this stuff. So, uh, well, what 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 are we looking for in the Southeast Iowa Union this week?
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, um, and uh, well, Friday's uh, paper will have um, all the results from Wednesday. I'm actually doing Friday's paper right now, so it'll be a lot of softball on Friday, because Wednesday was big softball. Day, but uh, next week we'll have as much coverage as we can on Monday from the, this weekend. It's a long weekend, but it's a weekend that might be have some rain out and, and stuff like that. So we've got two rounds of of softball and a couple of, and one big round of baseball, obviously um, coming up here. So we're Monday through Friday paper, and during playoff baseball and softball season, that's usually pretty much all all playoff baseball and softball. So um, we try to get to as many games as we can, which is Hunter and I and and get live pictures of those, but we always say um, for the schools that we cover, whether we're there or not, we'll always have you know, something in the paper for you guys. So, and luckily, you know, in the tournament, then instead of we usually have these roundups with all the scores in it, and when teams start getting knocked off, every team gets their own story, which is nice. That uh, just as far as you can go. So, um, yeah, and we cover, of course, um, the Mount Pleasant area here, uh, Washington area, and the Fairfield area. So, if you're in the Fairfield area, you could you could. Grab a paper and and turn on KTBO and and read the Union and, and see how the teams down there are doing. Um, and yes, Monday through Friday. So our our, our website is southeaststyleunion dot com. dot uh, com slash sports. If you just going to the sports, and then we are on Twitter at Union Sports page, and we give um, live updates from the games that we're at. And then also we try and get all the scores. As long as someone tells us what's going on, you know, we're usually retweeting away to get all the scores on there, especially during the tournament. So. Uh, if you, usually, if you follow our Twitter, by the end of the night, you're going to figure out everything that happens. So, at Union Sports page, uh, give it a follow, and, and, and that's it.
0: Well, I want to thank you guys both for all the hard work that you do and for being on this show. And I think if you live in southeast Iowa and you, you wanted to catch up on what's going on in the playoffs, you couldn't have come to a better place. This was an excellent episode. I really appreciate both of you guys for being on the show. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, thanks, and, uh, wanna, uh, thank you. And I want to thank Helma Ford of Sigourney, Iowa. They 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 presented this playoff preview show, and uh, they have sponsored the entirety of the of our coverage of the playoffs for the for the baseball season. I thank them. I thank uh, Jake Jacob, and I thank Andy. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is Round Guy Radio with news you can use. It won't give you the blues. Thanks.